Welcome to the perfume room. My scent of the day today is Le Chocolat by Chabot Maison de Parfum. This scent is so fun. It's reminding me of, okay, when I was a kid, I'm talking like, I don't know, like five years old, we took a family vacation to Hershey Park and we went on that like tour of chocolate world. I don't know. It's a very specific reference, but if you know, you know, and the entire tour is scented of this like dusty cocoa, milky, but also sort of like dark chocolate smell. And that is what my skin currently smells like. The jury is still out. Like, I don't know if I would wear this out, but it is making me so happy. There's also, you know, in the middle of these like dark chocolate and cocoa notes, there are also some woody notes and there's also a jasmine note, which gives it the slight floralcy that I think actually as edible as it is, makes it wearable as well. I think the reason I'm loving this is because it straddles this line of like so playful, so whimsical, but also something that you could wear. Like part of me is like, oh, I'm an Oompa Loompa in Charlie's Chocolate Factory, like on my work break floating down the chocolate river. But then the other part of me is like, nah, I am wearing a sexy gourmand and I am ready for a night out on the town. And I think the fact that I can't figure out which one is why I'm so drawn to this fragrance. It is my favorite in the Lay collection from Chabot. I am so excited because today we are joined by Kimberly Waters. She is the founder and creative director of Muse Experiences, which is Harlem's only niche fragrance retailer and the only retailer in the whole city to operate out of an actual home, which happens to be the parlor floor of Kim's townhouse. As somebody who loves fragrances, I kind of don't love fragrance shopping. And that's because oftentimes I feel like you don't know what to ask for, or it doesn't feel accessible, or you kind of feel like you're being judged based on what you're picking or what you do or don't know. And Muse flips that script upside down. A trip to Muse, as you'll learn, is not your typical brick and mortar fragrance shopping experience. It's personalized, comfortable, curated, fun, and accessible. Kim and I chat about her background prior to founding Muse, her inspiration, what actually happens during an appointment, and the brands and fragrances that she is most excited about right now. Here is Kim. Kimberly, welcome to the Perfume Room. How are you doing today? I am doing well, and thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it for having yeah, yeah I mean, being here. <laughs> that's the thing. We are actually in a real live perfume room. When yes. I started this podcast, I thought the name felt like, wouldn't it be cool to feel like you are in a room full of perfume? Yes. But we are literally, literally. in a perfume room. Can you tell everybody about Muse and where we are sitting right now? So Muse uh, stands for Modern Urban Sensory Experiences. Um, It's kind of like a play on words because when I started off in my journey, um, I wanted to create a brand or a company um, that was twofold. You know, um, inspiration for others, especially those folks who are on the fragrance journey. Mm -hmm. So that's where the term muse came about. Mm -hmm. A muse is an inspiration for an artist. Mm -hmm. So I know that I wanted to be a muse for others, Mm -hmm. um, particularly as folks explored their fragrance journey. 
Mm -hmm. Uh, So Muse, check. And then I wanted Muse to stand for something acronyms wise. Mm -hmm. So modern, urban, sensory experiences. I live in New York City. um, So that's where the urban kind of, you know, sensibility come in. Modern, I like to think of myself as a, you know, modern woman, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. doing some big things and exactly. <laughs> um, sensory, of course, is what I know, you know, what I've been exploring for the last 10 plus years. Um, and experience is um what fragrance I think creates for others. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's an experience that you encounter when you smell, but also what I create for others mm-hmm. around fragrance. So that's essentially what Muse stands for. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are sitting in my townhouse right here in central Harlem. Mm-hmm. Um, and for, for you guys who don't know, um, Brownstones townhouses in Harlem um, used to be like a hub for mm-hmm. people to meet um, for people to connect. It's where some of the greatest minds, you know, um, congregated and they talked about politics. They talked about arts, books, culture. Um, and I really wanted to, uh, recreate that, that time period, Mm -hmm. but more of a, you know, 2020 approach. Mm -hmm. So the parlor floor of my townhouse is not only used to welcome people into my home and welcome people into the space, but it's a space for others to explore perfumes, uh, for people to connect with other, other folks, and for me to just create a sense of community and um, connection mm-hmm. around scent. So that's this is where we are. So welcome. Thank you. I have <laughs> to say, like as as a fragrance consumer, yeah, going fragrance shopping can often feel very intimidating, mm-hmm. even as someone like myself who feels like I'm very well versed in in different fragrances. Yeah. And when you come in here, it just there's just an energy. You really set an energy in this space oh, thank that you. just feels well. One, there's like. It's beautifully decorated. Thank you. There's lots of seating areas. It's very like there could be a perfume on a shelf, a perfume yeah, on a on table, a mantle, there's a fireplace. Yeah, exactly. It's really just exploratory Thank and you. I love it. Well, I want it to be, you know, it's definitely not a traditional brick and mortar. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely not your sax, it's not your Sephora. Mm-hmm. This is a residential home. It's where I welcome people, but Mm -hmm. it's also where I want people to feel comfortable. Like you can walk in um, and if you feel like, oh, can I take off my shoes? (laughs) You know, you can feel comfortable taking off your shoes. I will take your coat, you know, and hang it up, you know. Um, But I want people to feel comfortable. I want people to feel like they're talking to their friend, mm-hmm. you know, um, an educated friend by that, but, you know, mm-hmm. when it comes to fragrance. Right. But um, that they're in a place where they can be themselves, ask as many questions as they want or need. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when they leave, not only do they feel like they had a unique experience, but they feel empowered. Mm-hmm. You know, they mm-hmm. feel a little bit more educated, mm-hmm. you know, than they did when they first came in and they feel more confident, mm-hmm. you know, so that when they go out into the world and they're fragrance shopping at other destinations, you know, they feel confident 
asking for what they're looking for, mm-hmm. describing what they're looking for. And I think it really starts with um, an encounter with with me. Yeah, so yeah. much of it is like if you don't know what, what you like, you don't know what to ask for. You kind of help people understand it. Aside from hopefully purchasing something, just like where they're going to go next. And absolutely. And that's so interesting. And you said, you know, there's never any pressure. You know, when you come here, um, there's never a sense of like, this is what you need to do. You need mm-hmm. to buy something. Right. You know, um, you can just come in and smell. You can come in and read a magazine or book. You can look at the artwork. Um, if you find something that you want to discover further, I can give you a, you know, a sample of it to take home. So there's freedom in the sense Mm -hmm. of feeling like there's no obligation, you know, you can just come here and, and out of curiosity Mm -hmm. and leave with more than what you expected when you first came in. So how do you, you know, I'm curious as I'm in here because it, it is such a beautiful parlor, living room space. How do you keep that separation of like, okay, it's time to go? Or like if you have somebody in your space and the vibe is maybe not feeling good, like yeah. how do you manage that? Well, thankfully, you know, um, we haven't had any crazy vibes. Um, but I do think of things like this because when you accept energies into your home, yeah. Um, you don't know what you're getting. Yeah. So there's literally like my hope that whomever comes in here is coming in with some positive energy. Um, and what I do is I like to kind of clean the space. So I'm you know, either burning sage or mm-hmm. cedar just to kind of jumpstart the day. So if mm-hmm. I have a music experience, I have a couple clients coming in. I'm making sure I'm cleaning everything. Mm-hmm. I wipe down everything. I mop the floors. So there's like a sense of cleansiness mm-hmm. when folks do come in here. Mm-hmm. Um, I may burn an incense just to kind of get the, the, the sensory environment started. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it makes me feel like I am um, cleansing the space. Mm-hmm. And then I welcome people in. Mm-hmm. And I get lost in my encounters with people. Um it's hard to do more than one music experience a day because folks literally don't want to leave. Like it's an hour and a half long, give or take. Yeah. But it ends up being two, sometimes three hours because right. people just feel so comfortable. So I You're have like, to- I need to get less comfortable furniture exactly. or something. What am I doing exactly. wrong? I got to give people the sign <laughs> yeah. that it's time to go, yeah. you know? <laughs> Um, but I get lost and when, when you enjoy what you do, Mm -hmm. um, when you enjoy, um, what you are presenting to others, time becomes, you know, just something that you don't pay attention to. Mm -hmm. Um, I need to get better at that, but for right now, that's the benefit of having, you know, your own space. Right. (laughs) Well, I'm going to take a few steps back because I'm so, there's a thousand questions I have to ask you, but I didn't ask you what I always open with, which is what are you currently wearing? So, um, today I had an event, um, where I was on this TV segment. And before I left, I did spritz on a fragrance. Um, it's a gardenia fragrance from a perfumery in uh, San Miguel, Mexico. Mm. And um, I wore it today. And it's so funny because when I was waiting in the green room to to get started, someone said, somebody 
wearing curry? You know, like <laughs> somebody wearing curry. And I turned around. I was just like, I hope it's not me because it's supposed to be like a white floral. It's gardenia, yeah. you know. Um, but this fragrance is super special because I spent um, October. It's, it's a holiday in San Miguel or that happens around most of Central America called La Dia de Muerte. Mm-hmm. the day of the dead mm-hmm. i don't know if i said it correctly but we went to san miguel mexico which is beautiful 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 to celebrate and wherever i go in the world i try to make sure i visit some sort of sensory fragrance boutique and this was one of them so my friends and i went we loaded up on some amazing sunsets um, specific to that region, that Very area cool. of San Miguel and Mexico. So this is what I'm wearing, a gardenia floral fragrance. Would you say you have um, a signature scent? No. <laughs> no. And I say that because, I mean, so there are fragrances that I may return to mm-hmm. often. Right. But there's not one or two that I have to wear all the time that is you know a full-fledged staple mm-hmm. um and I even tell people when they come to Muse we talk about their signature mm-hmm. fragrances and I use that as a guide for me as their curator to kind of start off with mm-hmm. um and then build upon mm-hmm. but in my mind and I always tell people like yo we're like so multi multi-faceted and multi-dimensional mm-hmm. like it's hard for me to think that I can bottle up all of who Kimberly is yes. into one scent yeah however but if we had to if we had to and um uh if we had to I don't know because I know it's that so hard. there's freedom there's freedom and yeah. fragrance there's freedom and discovery um so I don't have a signature fragrance at this time. Yeah. Maybe at some point in my life where things become a little bit more routine, mm-hmm. you know, I will implement that. But for right now, I just wear whatever my heart desires. I think that's the best way to do it, especially when you're a collector like yourself. Yes. It's like you got to give everything in your collection some love. You so do. You do. You got to switch it up. That's right. Okay. The third question that I always like to open with. Do you have any fragrance, controversial opinions, hot takes? Um, so what kind of ticks me off, and I just think that it's just a personal thing. I think that folks just don't, may not know how to wear fragrance. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to give them opportunity to educate themselves. Mm-hmm. But one of my pet peeves is um, when f- folks apply the fragrance and then they rub it in. And they yeah. rub it in with just such zealousness and like, I'm doing something, you know? Yeah, yeah. And um, they do it here at Muse. And I kind of go like, ah, You're like cringing. cringe. Yeah. Um, do you say I, anything in that I moment? I do. Yeah. I do say, you know, I do do some corrective measures, I guess. I get, there's a term <laughs> that I'm thinking about. Um, but I do correct them, you know, and I, and I explain the why behind it, mm-hmm. you know. But I think that we have historically just seen you know, our aunts and our uncles and our family members, our grand, you know, wear the fragrance, they spray it and mm-hmm. they rub it in. Mm-hmm. And it has become so automatic mm-hmm. and ingrained in our mind. Um, so I'm on a mission to to reverse that mm-hmm. and really tell people why we don't right. rub the fragrance yeah. in. 
And for everyone listening, why should we not rub our fragrances in? <laughs> well, everyone may have a different reason, but what I tell my clients and what I truly believe is that because of the layers, the layers that it takes for a fragrance to become what it truly is, um, you have to give each layer an opportunity to breathe independently. Mm-hmm. And when you rub it in, you're essentially rubbing those three independent layers that really contribute to the ultimate scent. You're rubbing it and you're meshing it in. By doing so, you may alter the integrity of the, the scent. So you want to give each layer, each you know representation uh, opportunity to really truly just breathe. Yeah. Breathe independently, breathe on its own, um, and to um, allow the fragrance to share what it's really supposed to give off. So that's kind of what I tell people when I see them rubbing their wrists together. Right. You know, like hard too. People don't do it gently, you yeah. know. You're like, and are they, you trying to break skin? Like, exactly. why are you doing that? <laughs> no, but if, I also say if you feel, because I think we're human. Yeah. And I think there's a natural inclination to want to do something. Yeah. So if you have to do something, I just say, right. just dab it. You right. know, just by dab. Yeah. And then you'll be okay, but just please don't rub. I feel like it's like the same people who rub in fragrance are the same people who bite into ice cream. It's almost mm. like you just like can't, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like you're not waiting, you're you know, not you're waiting. like, there's something wet on my wrist. Absolutely. I'm going to try it. You're going right? to try it. It's like. That's a great analogy. Just bite and right into ice cream. Could you, you bite into ice cream? Yeah, but you're ruining <laughs> the integrity of the experience. Exactly. Hello, friends. I'm interrupting your listening pleasure to bring you my top five sniffs of the week. The first one is one I already talked about because it is my scent of the day, and that is Le Chocolat. And as you'll sense a theme here, three of the other five are also lactonic scents because, like I said, I'm trying to finalize my fifth pick for the April Smell Club, whose theme is, of course, lactonic scents. Next up, we have Comptoir Sud-Pacifique Vanille Banane. This is giving me banana Laffy Taffy in the opening in the best way possible. That was my favorite Laffy Taffy flavor. I love it. I love that artificial banana smell. And the dry down is just airy, fluffy, and tropical. Like that coconut note really comes out, but it doesn't skew sunscreeny. It just feels like fluffy summertime fun, and it is making me happy. I would say it's more closely related to banana pudding than like a sunscreen or a or a tropical beverage. Love it. Okay, next up. Affinescence Santal Basmati. Oh my God, I love this. You guys, I'm not trying to do like a spoiler alert. Like only one of these is going to make the smell club. So I just figure I'll tell you about all of them right now. Santal Basmati. I think a few of you have told me to try this one and thank you. Now I saw in Fragrantica, it gets compared to Gris Charnel and Jus de Peau. I kind of disagree. There's something in this. Yes, I get that amazing sandalwood and rice note, but there's something in here that's giving me sort of like a soothing white tea note. And I don't see it listed, but it feels like a dewy and weedy scent at the same time. And I just, I, I love it. I want a bottle of it right now. Okay. 
Next up, we have Basilica by Milano Fragranzi, which is the same brand as Mask Milano. And I am loving this. It smells like a milky church, okay? I know that's weird. I don't know what a milky church smells like. But if I went into a church that was milky, I feel like it would smell like this. It's actually kind of reminding me of Hildi Soliani's hot milk and the fact that it's incredibly lactonic, but it's also spicy and aromatic. So this one has notes of thyme and rosemary and incense. And you guessed it, milk. And it is just giving this like, spicy milk that I just, I want more of. I really am enjoying it. Okay. The fifth and final top sniff of the week, and I should mention, I smelled 25 things this week, is En Bois by Obvious Parfum. Oh my God. I love this fragrance. Almost bought myself a bottle right then and there. I'm on a little fragrance no spend right now. So I'm, you know, I stop myself, but it is such a beautiful woody, slightly, slightly sweet vetiver-bergamot combination. It's light, it's woody, and like I said, it has a slight sweetness, maybe from the ambroxan, and it just feels familiar, elevated, and easy to wear all at the same time. If you like Atelier Vetiver Fatale, definitely try this. But again, it did get compared to some other Vetiver scents that I'm very familiar with, and I don't agree that it smells quite like them. And Vetiver Fatale was one of them, it's definitely different, but a very much an if you like this, you will like that. All of the scents I just mentioned are sold on Lucky Scent. And as you guys might remember, I recently became an affiliate partner of theirs. So if you are curious about any of these and you spend over $40 on LuckyScent.com, definitely use the code PERFUMEROOM10 at checkout for an additional 10% off. Let's get back to the episode. So I want to learn more about your personal relationship to fragrance. When did this love begin for you? Oh, when did this love begin? So, I, you know, I've always been a girly girl. And when I say that, I say that, you know, um, all positivity. Um, I remember growing up working my part-time job at McDonald's or Ella's Hospital or anywhere in my late teens, early you know, 20s, I guess, and being able to use that money to buy whether it was like the body splashes originally, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the Victoria's Secrets, um, anything that was vanilla. I was like into this amber vanilla body splashes. So uh, whether it was Bath and Body Works or Victoria's Secrets, those were like my go-to. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, as I got to become a young adult and um, my income expanded, you know, I kind of transitioned from the body splashes to more kind of like fine fragrance, the fragrances that you could get from like a Lord and Taylor or Macy's, Mm -hmm. you know, I was still in college. I wasn't kind of like, you know, rich, rich, you know, I wasn't, I had, you know, disposable income, but I I wasn't, I couldn't afford at the time spending $200, $300 on a fragrance at that time. But, you know, I was kind of, um, just jumping into it. So I would get the Prada candies. I like the, you know, the sweet fragrances. And that was like one of my go-tos at the time. And then when you know, they say, when you know better, you do better, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're exposed. So, from product candies, I would go to like Saks, mm-hmm. you know, and they had a little bit different type of fine fragrance. Um, you know, as I grew older and my finances changed, my nose changed, um, 
my fragrance selection changed. Mm -hmm. I knew that I had always had an appreciation for scent. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course, we can always bring it back to seeing a relative Mm -hmm. wear it. And, you know, my mom, uh, from a home standpoint, I just remember coming home uh, from high school and my house being scented with the Glade the Glade plugins, okay, yeah. <laughs> I know. you know, yeah. so my mom was big, honey, into Glade <laughs> plugins, but you know, we weren't a big candle family. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just remember coming home and my house smelling really good yeah. from Glade plugins. And there was a sense of like security and comfort mm-hmm. that, you know, that brought me. So mm-hmm. whether it was my mom or a relative wearing fragrance and having their collection, you know, on their dresser, mm-hmm. whether it was my home smelling of scent in some capacity, or whether it was me, you know, buying, you know, body splashes at the time or Prada candy, you know, fragrance has always been a part of my lifestyle. Interesting. I'm curious, like, so you were talking about you went from, like, a body splash, like vanilla amber, to Prada candy. Mm. And then as you started to get more, you said you went to Saks, and now you're in the niche space. Like, how has it evolved? Like, how has your taste evolved today? And, like, where is your fragrance palette today? Yeah. Um, I think my nose has become a little bit more refined. What I mean by that is, you know, when you're younger, you want to go to things that aligned to your personality so Mm -hmm. for me it was like sweet fragrances sweet whether it was lotions or the body splashes you know I was young and I just wanted you know I was having fun and I like had a boyfriend you know it was just like little things like that so Mm -hmm. sweet fragrances was what kind of made me feel useful at the time Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. um and then you know be in a fragrance company and buying and going out to select different fragrances I have to be cognizant that you know I can use Kim as a direction Mm -hmm. you know but I'm not solely buying just for Kim Mm -hmm. you know so I have to be able to recognize that my nose needs to be expanded Mm -hmm. and I have to look for versatility right so whether it's thinking about my clients or whether it's thinking about myself it's just been expanded, you know, mm-hmm. um, and going into the niche space, you know, I remember one of my early fragrances was Lacombe. Um, I bought that fragrance at an event um, in Soho at a place that's no longer there called Men New York. And mm-hmm. um, I just remember going to that event, not kind of anticipating buying anything, Um, But just going, wanting to see what's new, what's different. Um, And I discovered that collection and I just fell in love with Kika. I fell in love with her branding, her packaging, her story. She was a woman. She was an Asian woman at Mm -hmm. that. Just really kind of creating, you know, these amazing scents. And I just wanted to align myself with that type of awesomeness right so I found Lacombe again along that kind of sweet gourmand family of fragrances Mm -hmm. but that kind of opened up you know me to like the niche world and um just seeing that yo, this there's something 
different out there that yeah. I haven't been accustomed to. Totally. And she opened the door. Kiko Macheri opened the door for me at the time. And it's been open ever since. Wow. Yeah. That, as you say that, it's like, you know, it's one of those things is like in hindsight, it, it is like the perfect evolution of like a vanilla body splash to Prada can, yeah. can, <laughs> can to, lo, to lo, lo, lacoon. 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 I know I say that word, yeah. to lacoon, mm-hmm. you know, like it's like they all have this sort of like gourmandy edible mm-hmm. quality, but it's like you can see how each one goes one step further than the next and it but it feels like a map it's like an elevation can, yeah it's kind it's, of like an elevation but you can follow the path and see Absolutely. how you could start here then go here and then go there and yep. your palette like Increases, evolves, but it still represents what you always liked from day one. Absolutely, yeah. Great way to explain it. I'm, you yeah. know, I mean, I'm just listening to you. <laughs> Thank you. So, okay, so when did you get into the fragrance industry as a career? Was Muse the first thing, or were you in the industry yeah. before? So, um, before Muse, there was Reminiscent, okay. um, a blog on perfume and beauty. Okay, and um, this is before Instagram. Um, this was early 2012 and I started out as a blogger. Okay. I tried to be a YouTuber, but I couldn't do it. Um, what was your biggest issue with YouTube? uh, I just think recording a damn video a thousand times before, (laughs) before I feel like it's perfect, quote mm-hmm. unquote. Um, I think I just don't have the time. I don't have the mental capacity, but I did. So if you go out and you Google reminiscent, there are some some videos okay. of me doing like. I'm going to unearth them <laughs> for this it. podcast release. I, I mean, they're coming out. <laughs> they're, they're, they're still there. Yeah. Um, I think I had one of Byredo Pulp okay. at the time and a couple of other fragrances, but that kind of opened the door. But in order for me to fully feel connected to what I was doing, connected to the audience I was trying to cultivate, I felt that writing was that area. Mm-hmm. Visually posting pictures, writing about my experiences, writing about my travels, writing about my encounters. It was my way of taking you know, my audience, however many people there were, along my journey. And I didn't know where it was going to lead me, mm-hmm. but I knew that if I started somewhere, it was going to take me further than I originally had thought. Mm-hmm. I liked writing, but then I didn't feel like I was truly connected mm-hmm. or connecting to mm-hmm. the audience. I needed something a little bit more visual. And then that's when Instagram started to really pick up some steam. Yeah. Yeah. And then I stopped, I stopped my blog. I transferred to Instagram and it's been instagram ever since and then when did reminiscent turn to muse i think muse came about um probably 2016 2017 okay i had just stopped freelancing for by killian i was a freelancer um with that brand for three years as like a brand rep or uh, no as a you know as a, a salesperson okay. i um did you wear that white glove i didn't know I've seen that. (laughs) No, we probably was supposed to, but I just made sure I looked fabulous every single time that I worked at the boutique. But you know what I'm talking about, right? Yes, the white glove. glove. No, no, yeah, no. (laughs) That was a part of our training. That was a part of kind of the aesthetic. Yeah. But... I didn't want to feel like Michael Jackson all the time. You know, I just, it's like, and it just, you know, you, you want to be yourself. Yeah, so. yeah, of course. But it was a nice touch. Killian, yeah. I will say, you know, before I jump into the other part of the story, Killian to me at that time was the epitome 
of artistic niche um, luxury perfumery. And working for him uh, when he owned the brand, really expanding my whole mindset Mm -hmm. to what was possible, whether it was the meatpacking boutique and the furniture, you know, the detail, the sitting area, mm-hmm. the fragrances, the the um, the bottles, the tissue paper, the ribbon. Um, there was just such an aesthetic mm-hmm. that kind of um, really opened my mind to what's out there mm-hmm. and what's possible. So um, reminiscent was reminiscent for many years. Um, then it became Muse. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when it became Muse, I started saying, okay, it's time for me to do my own thing, cool. independent of being a freelancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of like my entryway into um, entrepreneurship. It was my entryway into really um, doing fragrance in a different way that I haven't done previously. So how did you come up with, I know um, you said, I, I think I saw on your website that there are about 50 fragrances in the, or did I make that up? Or maybe um, it was in the maybe it was in the New York Times, Times article. Yeah. Something Everybody like listening, good. She was in the New York Times. I may have like fifty plus yeah. bottles. Yeah. You know? But I okay. think um I think at this point I may have fifteen brands. Fifteen brands. And okay. some of those brands may have multiple scents that yeah. may add to like that number of fifty plus. Got yeah. It. Yeah. So how do you curate which those are? Yes. Um, good question. Um, first and foremost, um, I go back to Killian because he, that brand itself kind of drilled in a standard to me, you know, um, presentation, quality, versatility, aesthetic. How do I feel? Mm -hmm. You know, when I, when I was working, I wasn't just an employee of Killian. I was a client of his before I started working for him. So I knew what it, was like to buy a bottle of, you know, buy Killian Love Don't Be Shy or a travel kit of Straight to Heaven White Crystal. And just knowing like how it was packaged, the ribbon, you know, um, I felt different. Mm -hmm. You know, I felt luxurious. Mm -hmm. I felt like I was getting something that wasn't available. It was, it was like aspirational. Like, right, you know, right. I saved my little ducats, you know, yeah. for, 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 for a bottle of something from Killian. So I just knew that I wanted people to feel the same way about any collection that I carry here mm-hmm. at Muse. It's like a feeling right. Right, of wanting something amazing, but also something different. Mm-hmm. So I look at that whenever it is that I'm I'm looking for a brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know there's times where fragrances may smell very similar to each other. Mm-hmm. You know, I get it, mm-hmm. you know, but what is the nuance or what are the nuances mm-hmm. that makes a Nasimoto narcotic Venus, you know, uh, different from uh, Unuit's, um Le Fleur for, mm-hmm. you know, both of them mm-hmm. are floral, but mm-hmm. what nuances separates them, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I think about stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it starts with me mm-hmm. to answer your question. Two, um, I do work with distributors at times. 
uh, for some of my brands. So I, I look to them to be a resource for me. Are you bringing any new collections on? If right. so, you know, can I get some samples? Let me see. You right. know, that's how I found uh, Photogenics um, from my current distributor. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I look to them for um, new stuff that they bring in, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's from here, the States, or from abroad. Um, and I also look for things myself. Mm-hmm. Whether it's me traveling to different fragrance trade shows, whether it's me getting recommendations or referrals from others in the community, mm-hmm. whether it's me, you know, doing my own research and mm-hmm. uncovering. That's how right. I found um, Maya and Jai. You mm-hmm. know, it's a collection that I brought in from London at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get excited when I'm able to you know, give a platform for, for emerging brands um, as well. That's kind of how I curate my space. It's a team, team dynamic, you know, led by me, led by a standard that I have in my mind, led by a, um, you know, an aesthetic that I have in my mind. Mm -hmm. And there's certain things that need to be met before I consider adding a new collection. And so when you add a brand, do you ever have the instance where you're like, you know what, these are really the four standouts for me. I'm only going to carry these four. Or will you take the whole yeah, line? Good question. Um, it depends. If it's like a global brand like Nasamoto, um, I most likely will add because I find that Nasamoto has always been consistent. Right. You know, um, and although sometimes I think some of the the releases are out of this world and it may not be something that I per se gravitate towards, it's a part of the stories, a part of the perfumers, you know, brand Mm -hmm. and to have an incomplete collection in that respect just wouldn't sit right with me. So if it's a global brand, I tend to add the newest collection. Got it. Um, if it's an emerging brand, you know, brand that I'm getting my feet wet, they really don't have a strong following yet. They're growing. Um, I may choose, you know, a few that I feel my clients uh, would like mm-hmm. or that I can convey mm-hmm. to them, you know, like my why, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I will think about that. Mm-hmm. Most brand owners, um, to protect the integrity of their collection, they want full, complete sets. Right. I respect that. I consider it. Um, and if it's something that's being pushed, then, you know, a conversation has to be had. Like I have to believe in the collection as a whole. Right. And if that becomes a challenge for me, then there's some considerations I have to take into account. But mm-hmm. for the most part, I do carry majority of the collection that I carry. You were talking earlier about how, you know, you you source inspiration or for curating purposes, you'll have multiple different ways of finding new fragrances. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about the fragrance community. Yes. Is there a fragrance community in Harlem? Is Are there other fragrance shops um, yeah. in the area? So nothing um, like Muse exists, far as I know, in New York City, let alone Harlem. Um, and that's one of the primary reasons why 
I wanted to create this space in mm-hmm. Harlem. Yeah. Um, Harlem is known for a lot of things, you know, um, but unfortunately, fragrance has never been a part of the conversation. Until you think now. Of until now. Until now. Until now. <laughs> um, and it's so crazy to think that that vision that I had, like, is coming to fruition. Yeah. You know, even my open house that I did this past weekend um, you know, we have New York City folks, Long Island, Brooklyn, Queens. Um, they came through. Um, so it's getting to a point, you know, where the word is spreading. It's still local. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and I want that local feeling. Right. Um, I will welcome, you know, some tourists now that the city is opening back up. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm excited to kind of welcome them because I think that many of them are intrigued, mm-hmm. you know, not only by the, the Harlem neighborhood, but like, you know, maybe by the house, mm-hmm. you know, and the artwork or, you know, just kind of spending an afternoon in Harlem. Yeah. So anytime that I can bring folks to my neighborhood and welcome them, give them something that they can talk about when they leave, um, that makes me feel really good. So for right now, um, there's nothing like Muse in Harlem or in the city, um, really. or in the city. Yep. You know, there's some amazing boutiques around, yeah. um, but nothing like what I'm, I'm cultivating here. This so is that's a, a one big, of a the game changer. Yes, it is a game changer. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. You were talking about your clients coming in from different parts of New York mm-hmm. or from Long Island. I want to know more about who are, do you have like one kind of typical client or no, what's the um, clientele? You know, from the New York Times piece um, that opened up a whole different demographic and mm-hmm. opened up a whole different type of client base. I have a nice kind of array. Um, we have, you know, some regional clients mm-hmm. from New Jersey, New York City. Um, we have people who have heard about music so when they come into the city, they're traveling here. Um, they're having a girls weekend or they're here with their daughter or what have you. They make it a point to come up here. So we have families, we have girlfriends, we have husband and wife couples. There's not one demographic or group of people that I could say, mm-hmm. you know, represents the Muse clientele. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's growing. When I started, it was all about creating access to niche perfumery for people of color mm-hmm. that lived, I'm thinking of my slogan back then, that lived and thrived in New York City, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and the fact that it was in Harlem, I definitely wanted to make sure I tapped into my community, right. you know, so that people didn't feel like they had to go downtown or they had to go to Birdoff's or Barney's at the time to find their fragrance. Mm-hmm. That I haven't, you know, removed myself from that, 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 mission you know i think that we still have to create access to niche perfumery but i think that the more the word spreads about muse i'm just amazed about how people you know have welcomed it and embraced the concept are there people who are like repeat customers who are like every month they're like what's new what's going on or is it like more like they come they they came they saw they bought one so we had like even over this weekend a couple people, so a couple people who I've seen reorder from Muse numerous times that I have never met or had a conversation. Um, this individual came 
um, from the Long Island area and she came to visit me and she spent practically all day here and she helped me you know, just welcome people into like, she opened the door, welcome the muse. Like she like, got a new employee. Exactly. <laughs> like, you know, but it was so crazy because I didn't ask her to do this. So nice. You know, it's just like what you cultivate. Yeah. And it's just me sending her whatever she ordered off the website, sending yeah. it to her, you know, um, but she came out to support me. Yeah. And that was huge. And then there was another woman, young lady, I think she came from Brooklyn. She um, came during COVID, you know, um, and I wasn't fully operating like I am now, mm -hmm. you know, but I did feel like people needed an outlet. Yeah. And I needed an outlet. For sure. <laughs> during that time. Yeah. So I did welcome a few people safely um, during the latter part of the pandemic. And she came back and we connected. Like, oh, it's been like a year. How you yeah, doing? Yeah. You know, what's new? And we kind of be, we were able to kind of pick up where we left off. So um, it's those moments of putting a face with the name or a face with the order mm -hmm. in real life that matters. It's those moments where um, you haven't seen a client, you know, for a while, but they remember what their experience was like or their encounter was like, and they come back right. and they just want to hang out. You know, this place is easy just to kind of like hang out. I know it. You know? I'm like, <laughs> you, know, you, don't, you don't have to leave. You know, you just want to come and hang out. Yeah. And, 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 and that's, and, and that's a really cool part about it. That's awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. It's more than a fragrance shop. It's really like a community. community. I think that this is a great segue into just talking about what, exactly happens when someone comes, comes in. in for an appointment so um like yeah maybe we could do a little role play role i don't play. know like, what, what would happen role yeah. play so folks would um come in to muse mm -hmm. um they have a few options before they get here you could either have a one-on-one -on -one experience with me mm -hmm. um or you can have a group experience a one-on-one -on -one experience basically is just you get kim um, fully for the hour and a half, you know, I welcome you. I may have like a, you know, something to drink, um, something to nibble on. Um, what I've been doing recently is implementing like a mini questionnaire, mm -hmm. um, because I feel like I need to guide the flow of the, you know, the experience. Whereas prior, I never did. I just kind of asked couple of questions and mm -hmm. that kind of jump-started my mind and mm -hmm. where I would go but the questions allow them to reflect so I have them come in um, I'll have them wash their take off their coat take their coat um, I lead them to the bathroom just so that they can wash their hands first and foremost mm -hmm. um, and then I kind of welcome them you know I'll introduce myself again and I welcome them and if I do have a snack or bubbles you know I'll lead them into the kitchen area um, and I have everything already laid out and we have a conversation you know what brings you in today where are you from mm -hmm. you know um if it's one-on-one -on -one, we're able to kind of just kind of have a nice dialogue mm -hmm. and then I give them you know my mini questionnaire and I just allow them to reflect mm -hmm. you know the questionnaire I think is maybe five questions mm -hmm. some you just circle some kind of yes or no you know something that you have to write in and actually reflect upon the answer and then I take their paper, 
Um, I look at their responses and then I kind of start to look and think about what fragrances do I have that are aligned to the answers to the questions that I ask them. Mm -hmm. So I may pull, you know, a few of them just so that it can get started. Mm -hmm. And then from there we, you know, we go through each fragrance. Um, I may show them anywhere between five to eight fragrances in one sitting. Mm-hmm. Um, we may smell a lot, but then I encourage them to actually apply up to three on their skin. You where, know? Are we, where are we doing? Like so wrist, on wrist. the wrist, um, both wrists, on the hand, the mm-hmm. back of the hand, mm-hmm. um, depending on how really into this whole thing they become, you know, we sometimes have to use the fingers, like anywhere where there's like open space, yeah, you know, right, right. Um, some folks come here and they're determined, you know, yeah. to find something. Mm-hmm. So we use, you know, whether it's my body or their body, we're, we're utilizing the, our, our, our space yeah. on our skin to apply in the mist, you know, it's just them kind of, um, just smelling, letting things dry down, mm-hmm. having conversations, um, having some music in the background, just kind of really engaging. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's them feeling comfortable too. Do you, do you have any questions mm-hmm. for me? Mm-hmm. You know, um, because I always look for an opportunity to educate. Right. And then I let them kind of do their own thing. I can't go through every single collection because that right. would be super time consuming, mm-hmm. but I will highlight you know, a couple of fragrances from the collections that I have out Mm -hmm. and encourage them, you know, just before they leave to smell some others. Because listen, I may pull a few things that I'm thinking that they would enjoy. And then I've been surprised, (laughs) you know, that like, they actually may find something in a totally different collection right. that I didn't consider. Right. So you have to, and I'm cognizant of that, to give them some time to explore mm-hmm. on their own. Um, and I can't always assume that I know what's best for them. Mm-hmm. I just got to lead them to the water mm-hmm. and hopefully that they'll drink from the yeah. well. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, <laughs> that's that, says, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. How would you guide someone who knows absolutely nothing about fragrance versus someone who's like already kind of like deep in the world of niche and is turning to you for something they don't know yet. You know, it's so funny because I I get both types. You know, I get people who are part of our fragrance community Mm could talk the talk and walk the walk and their collections are deep and their collections are expensive and they have, you know, bottles on top of bottles on top of bottles. I feel a sense of, I sweat. But when I encounter those types of clients, um, I think that they have an appreciation for a person that, that too can speak that same language. Right, for sure. Because in their friend group or their family group, they may not have a person that understands, right. you know, their connection to scent. Yeah. So when I do get a person who's versed in the language, yeah, I kind of sweat a little bit, making sure I got, you know, I got some good stuff for them. Mm-hmm. But also, um, I try not to take it so personal that I lose sight of, you know, what really matters to people right. is being able to express their love 
for this this space that we're in Mm -hmm. and being able to connect to somebody who could understand not only the language but understand you know what makes you an enthusiast Mm -hmm. about it so that's cool now for folks who may not be as um versed you know I always start with keep an open nose like an open mind keep an open nose Mm -hmm. and my goal today is not to take away your signature scent. You know, if you've Mm -hmm. been wearing Juicy Couture for many years, keep wearing it. But my goal is instead to just expand your perspective, Mm -hmm. expand. I can show you things that may be aligned to your Juicy Couture that's going to make you feel comfortable. And, you know, but at the same token, I'm going to challenge your nose and give you some things that you may not have even considered. So I approach it and I tell them what my expectations are up front. Um, And my ask is that you keep an open nose and let's take this journey together. Mm -hmm. And for those folks who are a little, you know, a lot more versed, you know, I just always remember that folks love to talk about what they're passionate about. Mm -hmm. So show them, show them a few things, Mm -hmm. you know, um, engage with them, say, you know, identify with them, let them know that I, I see you, you got a great collection, you got great taste. Um, you know, and just kind of hear them out. And I think that that really makes uh, conversations um, even doper with yeah. those folks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So with that said, I thought it would be fun to segue. <laughs> we, you pulled a few things. Yes. I'm curious, what's inspiring you right now? What's inspiring me? So um, we're talking about specific fragrances for everyone listening. Yeah. So, you know, um, a couple of things. Um, I just brought on... Um, incense um and a new collection so the incense is called bridge and blend um these are from japan and a good friend of mine her name is hero she used to live here in new york city and she has since moved back to japan but we used to run these streets (laughs) these fragrance streets together um when we first started i remember our community used to what the community when I started is nowhere like the community that it is today. Mm-hmm. It has grown so much, but we had a close knit fragrance community right here in New York City, mm-hmm. and Hero was a part of it. And she went back home to take care of some family stuff, and she ended up staying there. She created these incense that are inspired by a thousand year old approach to. Um, incense making and I grew up with the straight incense you know the sticks yeah yeah you know you dip them um and she creates uh incense made out of cones and um I will tell you this that when you burn a stick incense you just burn it you leave it you let it smell up the space and you keep it moving um I don't know but there's something really unique about watching these incense burn. There's something very artistic about it. There's something very calming and tranquil Mm -hmm. about it. And I am like amazed at, this may sound kind of crazy, but when you burn them, it's like the smoke kind of goes up in a, not straight, 
not to the side. It kind of goes up in a, like, I don't know. I'm trying to describe it so you guys could hear. Like but a squiggle? Like a squiggle line. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just beautiful to kind of watch. Yeah, yeah. And it stops me sometimes. Right. You know, I can be mopping the floor or something like that. And then I, like, turn over and I just happen to, you know, look at the incense and I just, I stop. Very cool. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so this new collection um, it's called Photogenics. And um, I love the bottles. The bottles are okay. So I rarely blind buy as a perfume owner, mm-hmm. business owner. Um, but I blind bought these and I didn't know what I was going to expect. And I blind bought it um, on the premise of the packaging and how mm-hmm. many of us have fell for that when you see have, yeah, yeah. you see a beautiful presentation mm-hmm. and you're like oh I know it gotta be smell and but you know what I will say this this collection has not disappointed mm-hmm. um I just got it not too long ago I'm still learning about the brand mm-hmm. um I think it's out of um California but if you go on their website they have a really unique artistic visual approach to their collection of fragrances um each fragrance comes not only a hundred i think it's a hundred ml these are all parfum extracts um so that's one of the things that kind of got me um they come in a solid perfume Mm -hmm. and a roll-on um and also a home diffuser i got pretty excited and i ordered Every every aspect of we've this. All, we've all been every, there. Exactly. Been I, was, there. I was a little zealous, you yeah. know. But surprisingly, folks have enjoyed this collection. And I have had to reorder Sativa. We can smell. and um, It's on. called Sativa. Sativa. For everyone listening, the bottle is a beautiful circular glass bottle. And the cap looks like a black concrete type yeah. material like a lava rock or something like that yeah and it's held in a fully concrete this comes with it uh, yeah this comes with oh, it it comes in this amazing concrete stand stand let me tell you so i again i didn't know that oh my god so, i thought you just had these around i didn't no, realize this was part that, of the this packaging is how, this is how, how it comes beautiful. but as a you know owner I got excited and I didn't think about that because when you have to ship these things, it's like three pounds. Oh, yeah, that's going to cost. Yeah, so it's going to cost. Yeah. So I didn't think about that. But. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, there's something. Oh, my gosh, that is beautiful. Thank that you. That is so green. Let's see. It's green. Um, let me see what it's. Give you guys some of that. see, maybe? And it's strong. That is strong. Um, the yes. silage is probably like at least uh, eight to 10 hours with wow. no reapplication. Why it's coming over so you can smell it if you hear weird footsteps in the audio. Smell on. It smells awesome. Isn't that amazing? It's 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 definitely like there. Um, I love. Well done. Well balanced. These are so strong. They're they're strong. These are like beast mode. I feel. I mean, I haven't tried them on skin, but just on the blotter alone, I'm like like beast mode. (laughs) I feel this would last like all day. Wow, um, I love the sativa the one. Sativa and this is one really is, nice. What is That's Pavot. Pavot. Okay. These are all 100 ml um, extracts. They parfum, so they're gonna definitely be super concentrated. Um, so this is one of my blind orders, which I rarely do, but it's been well received. 
cool. Okay, can I ask a personal question? Sure. I guess it's personal to me, which <laughs> is that Oris is my favorite note. Oris. Do you have a, um, an Oris fragrance that you love? I have um, Iris Shot by Olfactive Studios. Are you familiar with no, Olfactive Studios? No, I'm not. So Olfactive Studios. Um, let me see if I can get it. So we're about to smell Olfactive Studios, and what Kim just said is they're all inspired by photography. Here, I'll give you your your mic back. Yes, um, I'm not familiar with this brand. So it's it's like an OG, you know. Um, original fragrance collection. Uh, it's been around for probably at least 10 years, if not more. Oh, yeah, um, that's that iris note. Yeah, this is, feels like a classic, classic. beautiful, yeah. like lovely. I don't know what it is. I just have always been, um, maybe it's like a personal scent memory mm -hmm. for me. I just like love things that smell kind of lipsticky. Lipsticky. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It just feels it's like pretty. my grandmother, but not in not in a grandmother way. Kind of way. Re it's reminiscent. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> wow. Full circle. Yay. Okay, Kim, this has been absolutely such a treat, such Thank a joy you. for talking to you. We have one final segment. Okay. And that final segment is Rapid Fire Scent Association. Mm, what's that smell? Okay. I'll throw out a person, okay. place, or thing, or emotion, and you just tell me the first scent that comes to mind. It could be a note. It could be a specific fragrance. It could okay. be a color. It could be anything. Okay. No answer is incorrect. Okay. Let's see. Okay, Kim, are you ready to play What's That Smell? Oh, What's That Smell? Sure. Okay. <laughs> what is the smell of love? Oh, rose. Mm -hmm. Roses. Sounds kind of, you know. But it, hey, it is. It it's, is. It was, came to you right there. Must be the case. Anything rose. Anything rose. What okay. is the smell of um, your teenage years? Mm, amber. Mm -hmm. Yep, soft. Anything soft, amber, like that that's you know like I said we talked about earlier it was more like the body splashes and I was yeah. obsessed with amber body splash of course of course mm -hmm. okay what is the smell of your childhood home um my mother loved some like fruity like fruity glade plug-ins so anything with apples or oranges um pineapples that's what she she made the house smell like. So I, I remember it. that. I yeah. can picture that so mm -hmm. viscerally, like an Apple Glade plug-in. Yes. yes. <laughs> like, I'm like closing my eyes right now as I'm I in know. <laughs> I feel like we're in like a, like a therapy thing. Kim's sitting yes. here with her eyes closed oh and I'm gosh. like, okay. Okay. Kim, okay. what is the smell of um, your husband? What is he smelling like now? Um, he has dabbled in um, Nordic Cedar by... Uh, or from Maya and Jai. Uh, but he does, you know, I will say that Steve um, mixes things. So he uses bay rum from Jamaica, mm -hmm. and he use it, uses it as a base, and he applies, you know, whether it's Nordic cedar or a mez, he applies it on top of it. Ooh. So bay rum is his thing, and that's what I associate him with. Yeah, you can't be married to you and not yeah. get into fragrance, yeah. right? <laughs> exactly. Thankfully, we were connected in that respect. I love that. Okay. And um, the final question, sure. what is the smell of Kim Waters? Mm, what's the smell of Kim Waters? Um, I would say anything that has kind of like a bergamot. Um, I love a clean kind of lemon citrusy scent. Um, at times, I like tonka, tonka bean. Um I like fragrances, like a little vanilla as well. Mm -hmm. um, 
So anything that has a mixture of those things, I don't know what that would look like or mm-hmm. smell like, but those are, you know, that those elements of Kim, you know, sometimes yeah. I want to smell citrusy, fig, you know, sometimes I want to smell warm, amber and vanilla. Other times I just want to smell good and that can be a host of things. So not one scent defines Kim, not yeah. one note, not one bottle of fragrance, um, uh, multiple things, we multiple scents. Multitude. Yeah, multitude. There we go. Okay, so for yeah. everyone listening sure. who is now dying to come here and yes. have their own muse experience, how can they do that and where can people find you? So people can find me, of course, on the gram, muse underscore experiences. You can visit my website to learn more about muse or to book a personal appointment www.museexperiences.com and just when you do go to my website make sure you just uh, put your name in and subscribe because I'm going to be hosting you know my open houses moving forward Um, no obligation no commitment you can just come out and hang out and we will be sharing those dates through email so if you're connected you'll be in the know Amazing. All right. In the know, in the nose. In the, in love the know. To smell it. Thank love to see you. It. it was great meeting you. Likewise. Thank you so much for doing Thank this. Thank you for having me. Perfume Room is edited by Wyatt Peak. Music is by Max Vernon. And illustrations are by Israel Rodriguez. 